ladies and gentlemen, the story you're about to hear is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. You're a detective sergeant. You're assigned to Bunko Fugitive Detail. You get a call from another city to pick up a burglary suspect. You know the name he's using. You know where he's living. Your job, pick him up.
Say, you know, come to think of it, you might check with Ernie. Ernie? Yeah, yeah, drive the cab, usually right out in front. He picked up Mr. Richmond one night. He might be able to tell you something. All right, sir, thank you very much. Then he comes up, appreciate that call. Okay, hope you get what you're looking for. Registration to ask? Yes, Mr. Hartfield. Let's go first. All right. I know, ma'am, but the ice water's on the way up. I can't understand why it isn't there, but I am American. Well, out there might be him. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me, Mike. Yeah? Good morning. That's yes, right. What can I do for you? Police officers. We'd like some information. Well, I got a permit to park here. No, it's not that. We'd like to know if you remember picking up a George Richmond here. Oh. Richmond, huh? Yeah, that's right. Richmond. Well, name doesn't make any bells ring. What's the guy look like? You got those mugshots, right? Oh, yeah. There you go. Are you a cop, too? Yes, sir. I'm an officer. Yeah. He kind of looked like one. Hey, this the guy? Yes, sir, that's him. You remember picking him up? Yeah, seems I've seen him before. Yeah, yeah, good tipper. Yeah, I picked him up. Let's see, uh, a couple days ago, drove him downtown. Sure, downtown. Remember where you took him? Yeah, it was a couple days ago, like I said. Yes, I haven't got the slightest idea. <laughs> Now, where he is now? I haven't got the slightest idea. If I did, know, I'd sure tell you. I bet I would. 
I'd like to see him get his way he treated me. Do you know any of his friends? Anyone who might know where he is? I don't think he's got a friend. At least I never met any of them. Does he drive a car, do you know? No, not him. Always took a cab. He used to kill me. Anywhere we went, he'd take a cab. One lousy block and he took a cab. Like to be a sport. Always tipping big. Regular drugstore cowboy. Mm-hmm. When did you see him last? Oh, a couple of weeks ago. That much anyway. Last time I saw him. Don't care if I never see him again where he acted. I thought he was going to kill me. Ma'am? Went out to dinner and we got back here. He'd been drinking a lot. Got real nasty. I told him he better be going. You know, it was late and all. Yes, ma'am. Well, like I said, it was late and got real nasty. Started yelling at me. Called me all sorts of things. I'm not going to let any man say things like that to me, so I told him to get out. I never want to see him again. One lousy dinner and he thought he owned me. Mm-hmm. What did he go ahead and time? He hauled off and hit me. Yeah, right there in the hall. Hit me as hard as he could. Almost broke my jaw. You know, I let out a scream and he beat it. Caused such a commotion, I had to move. So this didn't happen here, did it? No, I'm placed over on Vermont. I moved the next day. Mm-hmm. Where'd you meet Richmond? At the club. So you got another cigarette? Yeah. There you go. Matt? Thanks. What club is that, ma'am? Where I work. In Green Lantern downtown. I'm a cigarette girl. I met him there. He came in one night. Acted real big. Asked me if I'd have dinner with him. As it happened, I didn't have an engagement that night, so I said yes. Well, we kind of went together for a while. I see. Sure hope you get him. A real bad guy. When he treats women. Terrible. He said, wait a minute. Yes, ma'am. I know someone who might be able to tell you where he is. Who's that, man? Someone named Hank. He's hanging around the club. I saw George talk to him at the bar once in a while. Well, do you know where you can find this fellow, Hank? No, but I can tell you where his girlfriend lives. That help? Yes, ma'am, I will. Place over on third out near Fairfax. Do you know his full name, ma'am? Gee, I gotta think about that. Let's see, Jeanette, that's the girl. Jeanette introduced him as Palmer. That, that's it, Hank Palmer. I don't know about him, though. Well, what's that, Miss Palmer? Hank's a real mean one. Uh, kind of quiet, not like George. George likes to shoot his mouth off, but Hank is quiet. He's trouble, though. Ma'am? Well, one night we went up to Jeanette's for a couple of drinks. Hank took off his coat. That's why I say he's rough. Yeah. Sure, carries a gun. One forty-five p.m. We got the description of Hank Palmer, and then Frank and I drove back to the city hall. We ran the name and description through R and I, but we got no mate. We sent the name to George Blairton, CII, up at Sacramento. We got a communication off to Washington asking them for information on Palmer. We also checked the name of Palmer's girlfriend through our records, but we got no information. We contacted Captain Steed and arranged for a stakeout to be placed on the apartment of Palmer's girlfriend, Jeanette Allen. Two days went by. Palmer and Richmond failed to make an appearance. We talked to Jeanette Allen, but she couldn't supply us with any information as to the whereabouts of the two men. Descriptions of the men were broadcast and formats were questioned. We contacted the Modesto Police Department, and they sent us all information on the places Richmond was known to frequent while he was in Los Angeles. The kickback from Sacramento and Washington gave us no new information on Richmond, but Washington had him listed as having two arrests for armed robbery and ADW in the East. Another week passed. The stakeouts on Jeanette Allen's apartment continued. No sign of either of the men. Sergeant Al Panogis of the Bunko Fugitive Detail worked with us in trying to trace their movements. On Saturday, June 15th, we got word from an informant that Richmond and Palmer had been seen in town. We checked with a stakeout at the apartment, but they'd seen nothing of the two men. Frank, Al Pinoges, and I drove out to relieve the stakeout. Hey, Pinoges. Yeah, Frank. 
It's uh, hot in this room, isn't it? They're just laying there. Yeah. Paper says it's the hottest June 15th on record. Say, hey, Miss Allen. Yes, Sergeant. And you haven't heard from Palmer at all since he got back, is that? No, not a word. I don't really believe he's in town. I'm, I'm sure if he was, he'd look me up. Never done this before. Uh-huh. Say, hey, would it be all right if I had a glass of water, Miss? Sure, help yourself right out in the kitchen. All right, how about you, Joe, Watson? No, no, thanks. Al? Yeah.
Then, depending on his aptitude and the way he conducts himself in the field, he's checked on for possible transfer to one of the detective divisions as an investigator. By the time a police officer gets his assignment to the detective bureau, he's become a professional troubleshooter. He knows how to handle himself, and he knows how to treat the lawbreaker. He's on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and he wears a gun. When a hoodlum shoots a police officer, he's showing society that he has no regard for the law. And at the same time, he is announcing that he will not hesitate to kill an unarmed citizen. Sergeant Alfred Panogis has been a policeman 14 years. He'd begun in traffic and then had been transferred to the juvenile division. From there, he went to homicide detail and then to Bunko Fugitive Division. He was a professional peace officer and he'd been murdered. He gave his life to protect the people who paid his salary, the taxpayers. His killer was still at large and we had to find him. The search of the downtown area was intensified, but it netted us nothing. Frank and I checked the immediate area around the abandoned car. In talking to the people in the vicinity, we found a newsboy who had seen Palmer park the car. He said he was unable to tell us where the man had gone, but he said that he thought he might have gone into a bar near the corner. We checked the place, but the bartender was unable to give us any information. Two days passed. We rechecked the known hangouts of the two men. Neither of them had been seen. Tuesday, June 18th, we got word that Palmer had been seen entering an apartment house on South Alvarado. 10.14 a.m. Frank and I drove over to talk to the landlady. Palmer and Richmond. No, no, I don't think I know them. Well, if you take a look at these pictures, this whole book, see if you recognize them. Sure. Yeah. He's a mean one. I haven't seen him, though. This one. Ma'am? This one. I know him. Which one's he? Well, that's Richmond. No, that's not his name. Told me it was Reichman. Said it was John Reichman. Lived up in 206 back in front. Do you know, ma'am? No, he went out this morning early. First time in a couple of days he went out early. You expect him back, though? Oh, I don't know right off. Might be. I don't generally know when they're coming back. Don't keep tabs on him, you know. Them? Yeah, tenants. A nice bunch, most of them quiet. Had a full place last two years. Uh-huh. How long is this, uh, Reichman? Yeah, that's it, John Reichman. Uh, how long has he been here? Oh, he's kind of new. He took over the room from a friend of his. Yes, ma'am. Do you have any friends in the building? Anyone that he sees quite a bit of? Well, now, there's a girl in 306. She's quite a bit of her. Oh, who's that, Miss Holbrook? That'd be Barbara McIntyre. Nice girl. Dancer. Works downtown at one of the clubs. She in now, would you know? Oh, she should be, yes. Hardly ever gets up much before noon. Hardly ever. She works late, you know. Yes, ma'am. Does uh, Richmond drive a car? Richmond? Oh, dear, now. Well, I don't know. I don't think so. Seems like he's always coming home in a cab. Comes in at all hours. I don't think he's going to last here. Why say that, ma'am? Because I don't think he will, that's all. Plays the radio late, makes noise, you know. Then there was a fight. The girl didn't want to do anything about it, but I certainly think she should have. Oh, what's that about, ma'am? Oh, one night, let's see, it must have been about uh, a week ago. Reichman or, or Richmond or whatever his name is came home and he was... Well, he'd been drinking quite a bit, you know. Yes, ma'am. Well, he went up to the girl's apartment and they had an awful brawl. Screaming and yelling an awful brawl. I went up and asked her if there was something I could do, but she yelled through the door and said no, that everything was all right. Of course, it wasn't. Ma'am? Well, the next day, the poor thing had a black eye that just wouldn't stop, all bruised up. Had a bandage right here on her forehead. Must have hit her awful hard. No, sir, I don't think he's going to last. Mm-hmm. You're pretty sure that you haven't seen this other man, though, are you? Well, let me see that picture again. Mm-hmm. This one. No, 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 I'm positive. I never saw him. Of course, I don't mean he wasn't here. Ma'am? Well, like I said, I don't pay much attention to them. They pay their rent, and I don't bother them. They come and go as they please. Say, what do you want them for? Is it about that, mister? Richmond? 
Yeah, is it about him beating up that poor girl? No, ma'am. I should have known about him. No, sir, you ain't going to last long around here. I wonder if we could see his room, Mrs. Holbrook. Well, I guess it's all right. I'll get the key. All right, ma'am, thank you. Here you are. It's right up the stairs and then to the front of the hall. It's on the right at the far end of the hall. Well, we'd rather you'd come up with us, ma'am. Oh, all right. Glad to help. The way he must have beat that girl, a fiend, that's what he is. Sure isn't going to last long around here. No, ma'am, he sure isn't. Before we looked at Richmond's apartment, we tried to check with his girlfriend. We found that she wasn't in. The manager let us into her apartment, but we found no indication where she might have gone. Then we went downstairs and searched Richmond's place. He wasn't there. The landlady stood by while we searched the place. In a closet, we found a small arsenal, a gas grenade, a sawed-off shotgun, and two boxes of shells. There were also several revolvers, along with over 150 rounds of ammunition. We called the office and arranged for a stakeout on the building. Sergeants Ulrey, Gerard, Gilmore, and Miller came out. Gerard and Gilmore covered the front entrance. Ulrey and Miller were stationed at the back of the building, and Frank and I covered Richmond's room. The residents of the apartment were warned to stay inside their rooms and to keep their doors locked. 10.30 p.m. There was still no sign of the suspects. We waited. 11 o'clock. 11.15. Midnight. Joe? Yeah. Looks like it might be them. Cab pulling up in front. How about you riding Gilmore? No, I can't see him from here. Yeah. Looks like Palmer and Richmond. Yeah, the girl was... Where is she? She's walking between them. Makes it tough. But I won't try to take him on the street this way. Coming in the building. Uh-huh. I should be here pretty quick. I figures if they're coming here. Upstairs. Bill's apartment. Sounds like it. I wonder if they went in with her. I'll just have to wait. Wait a minute. Somebody outside there in the hall. I didn't mean to. I got scared. That's all scared. 
You can understand that, can't you? Yeah, you want to shake him, Frank? Yeah. Watch it, Frank. He's got another gun.